These days, alignment looks like ease, satisfaction, success. It looks like me receiving the things that I've asked for and the things that are good for me, that honor me, that cherish me. That's what alignment looks like for me. I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business, with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel and voice of truth. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight? Well, 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 it is 2023. (laughs) We made it. We made it. Oh, 2022. What can I say? 2022 was interesting. I will say this. 2022 did not disappoint. I thought it disappointed, but it didn't. There were a lot of highs, a lot of lows for me in 2022, but it turned out pretty even. It was very balanced. Of course, I started off the new year moving. I traveled a lot. My beloved dog died earlier this year, my my dog child. And that was rough. That was rough. That first three months, I was like, oh, that's wild. And then it picked up and then it was good. It was really, really good. And then the last three months were exciting, were interesting, and then disappointing. But I like to say, even when you are in the midst of something disappointing, sometimes you can't see the blessing in it. And Once you sort of get through the hard part of it, you see the blessing in things that are disappointing or things that you thought that were going to work out that didn't work out. And you know that it's for the highest good of yourself at the time. So I'm thankful. I'm so thankful for 2022. There are many things that I am taking that I learned about myself in 2022 that I experienced. And there's a whole bunch of things that I'm leaving behind. That I'm like, Mm-mm, you get to stay here in 2022, <laughs> whether that is people, emotions, experiences. I'm like, no, no, you you belong in 2022. You are in 2022. Thank you. <laughs> Good night. God bless. <laughs> I wish you the best of luck. That is emotions, feelings, people, places, they like all like that was good. That was cute. But now we're here in 2023 and the energy is new. The vibes are new. The vibes are giving what they're supposed to give so far. (laughs) So far, it's only been a few days, but I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful and I'm thankful. I am excited about 2023. I am looking forward to 2023. I think for all of us, this is going to be the first year where we feel like we get to breathe. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because it's a universal year seven. I love seven, the number seven. I love the seven year. I personally feel that 
when you get to a seven universal year or a seven personal year number, if you have done the work prior to that seven coming around, seven is a lot easier. But if you've been avoiding a lot of internal things, a lot of things about yourself or some self-awareness stuff, it's going to be a little bit challenging for you, the overall energies. And like I like to say, when we're thinking about the personal year and the universal year, the universal year is the season and your personal year is the weather. And the reason why I use that analogy is because in North America, we are all experiencing right now, it is winter, wherever you are, it's winter. So whether you live in California, whether you live in Seattle, whether you live in Miami, it's still winter. However, everyone in those areas are experiencing a different type of weather. So that's why I call your universal year the season because we're all experiencing it. They're all experiencing the universal year seven season. But where we live, i.e. your personal year, you are experiencing a different type of weather. So I wanted to talk about the universal year seven as we kick off the new year and just really help everyone understand what you can expect from this universal year seven. And the universal year seven, love it, love it, love it. And so when we talk about seven, seven in essence is a very masculine number in nature, not to go into the masculine feminine thing, but it is. And in the past, I'm not sure when this changed, it was ruled by the moon. And then now it has been assigned to the planet Neptune. So it's ruled by Neptune and it represents cancer, the astrological sign cancer, and it represents Pisces. So the fifth house and the 12th house. So that's a big polarity right there. That's the fifth house, which is about romance, kids, art, creativity, having fun. And then it's the 12th house, which is ruled by Pisces, which is all about internal work, the subconscious, your mental state, all of those things. So this year, the energy that we're working in pretty much can go either way. It can go really, really bad or really, really good. And I say that not in a good, bad kind of way. I'm saying it in a, with the number seven, seven is a very spiritual number. It is a very intuitive energy, a very psychic energy. Both, hello, it's ruled by Cancer and Pisces. Those are two very intuitive signs by nature. Pisces is intuitive. Pisces is psychic. Pisces is illusion, delusion, airy fairy. It's creative. It's intense. Cancer is also intuitive, especially within the body. It's also a mother. It has mothering qualities, taking care of nature. So think about those themes. And so when you think about some of the really high sides of the number seven, it's extremely knowledgeable. It is psychic. It is inspired. It is profound. It's elevation. It's truth-seeking. It's thorough. It's it's a lot of things. It can be secretive, but it also can be, you know, getting down to the nitty-gritty, kind of being in tune. And then on the low side, it can be a hermit. It can be wanting to be by yourself. It can be finding yourself. It can be not even wanting to scratch the depth of anything. It can be like that as well. 
And so when we're thinking about the number seven and this year as a universal year seven, we have to keep in mind that when it comes to cancer and Pisces, I like to say, especially with Pisces, you know, everybody calls Pisces delusional. I'm a Pisces. (laughs) And, you know, I will say sometimes it's a little bit there. But one thing is for sure is that my delusions have gotten me through. Okay. My delusions have gotten me through my mindset, my beliefs, my mentality have seen me through a lot of things. And I say all of that to say is that this is the year. And I just did a TikTok about this, that you're seeing so many people talking about manifestation, talking about mindset, talking about self-concept, timeline jumping, big shout out to P. P is the timeline jumping expert. She does timeline jumping sessions. And I think she has a timeline jumping product which is a great meditation, but talking about timeline jumping, all of these things. And we're seeing all of this because the collective energy right now is really going to be tapping into what it means to do all of these things. Because seven, like I said, is spiritual. Seven is the year of what I believe about myself is going to be reflected back to me. Now, this is in any year that this is it, you know, the law of assumption, all of that, all of those things. However, this is the year where you'll be supported. So, you know, hopefully you've already wrote down what you want for the year. Let us hope you've already done that. But write these things down as if they have already happened. Do some scripting. Do some I am statements. Do all of these things as if they've already happened and start acting your as your light in your life as if they've already happened. Because this is the year that you'll be getting supported for that. Meaning that the universal year energies are going to support that because they're going to reflect to you what you reflect back to yourself. Since everyone is dealing with the universal year seven, we're all experiencing that. So if you feel like you're not good enough, guess what? That's going to be reflected to you this year that you're not good enough. That probably isn't the case, but you're going to really have to do your best, do your due diligence to stay focused, to work on your mindset. I hate to say it. You can't let your reality get in the way. (laughs) Not this year. This is not the year for your reality to get in the way. Tell your reality, listen, this is cute. I understand what you're trying to show me, but in my mind, this doesn't exist. So that was, this is fun, um, but <laughs> it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist at all. And I'm being really serious about that. Like tell your reality to suck it, especially if your reality is not where you want it to be. And I'm, gonna, I'm having her on the podcast in a few episodes and you'll be seeing her behind the scenes in my series that I'm working on. I'm doing a mini documentary series on my YouTube channel. I'm going to announce that soon. I'm working with a mindset coach who's phenomenal and she's going to be on the podcast a few episodes and Brandy is phenomenal and I recommended people to her and we have talks about gratitude. And she tells a story that she was already living in a really amazing house, a multi-million dollar home. And then she wanted a bigger home. And when her family would come over, they were like, this is so great. This is amazing. She said she should just complain about everything. Like, oh, I hate the tiles. I hate this. I hate that. And 
she wanted this other home and not until she started being grateful for what she had she wasn't able to get to the other home you know finally she started feeling grateful blah 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 you'll you'll hear all of that in upcoming episodes and you know she was able to move i i say all of that to say when we talk about the things that we want this year and how we want to get them your reality has to be ignored but it also has to be respected it has to be honored so even with me you know i have plans on doing something really really big this year living space wise but i actually really do love my home i love my place i love where i live i love my neighborhood i love my apartment like i love it i like i come in here every day and i wake up and i'm like oh my god i love it i love it here and that's just reflected and so When we're talking about changing our situation this year with you being supported with the universal year seven and your mindset, don't ignore the reality and don't get caught up in your reality if your reality is not what you want, but also respect your reality and be grateful for what is in the moment or find the gratitude in that moment, in that situation. But also you can change it. (laughs) You can change it. You can change your beliefs. And this is the year to change your beliefs. This is the year for you to really sit in and think about those beliefs. Like, who do you want to be? How do you want to show up in the world? You can literally change this around. Now, I'm going to touch a little bit on defined G centers and undefined G centers in human design because there's a vast difference when we're talking about changing our self-concepts and changing our reality for these two different things, which is a defined G, someone who has a defined G center, someone who has an undefined G center. And this is my advice, do's and don'ts for this year if you have a defined G-Center first, because this is really important. So if you have a defined G-Center, which is interesting is that it is what it is. You have a fixed identity. This is who you are. So the transition of you changing into someone else, the pivot's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit different. It's not going to be as quick as you would like it. So take your time with it. Be gentle with yourself. Show yourself grace. Start with something little. Like I don't want to be a person who doesn't communicate well. And okay, what does it look like for me to communicate better with my friends, family, loved one? How does that work? And then you you start with those little steps here and there. Like, okay, maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. Maybe I can do this. And you take those little steps because your identity is fixed. So when you have an identity as a defined G-centered person, it is fixed in that moment. So that is who you are. So if you're someone who let's say, doesn't like talking to people on the phone all the time. That's just who you are. Now, if you have loved ones or people who want to communicate with you or friends and family who want to communicate with you more often or like, oh, you should reach out, blah, blah, blah. Then you you have to say, okay, well, if you desire to be that person, you don't have to change that. What can I do to maybe reach out a little bit more? Okay, maybe it's doing this X, Y, and Z. It's gonna, the transition is going to be a little bit different because you're you're literally changing your identity from one thing to the next or if you're a person who only does yoga and is not into lifting weights and you're a defined g-center person you would have to take really small steps to pivot into a new self-concept it's going to be a little bit more challenging for you so my advice is taking those small steps 
I would would not completely exit out. I hate when I hear, well, that's because I'm a completely open G. So it's going to bother me regardless when I hear defined G-centered people saying, that's just not me. And it's just like, ugh, because I don't understand that life. I don't understand that fixedness of this is because I'm so open. I'm so flexible in my identity because I know that and I've talked about this on this podcast especially if you've listened for a while if you have an open g-center you know what you feel who you are today in you know 10 days might be completely different nothing wrong with that there's just a lot more openness and avail it's you're more available to possibilities And so with a defined G-Center and having this universal year seven and having that fixed identity, I wouldn't have as many goals that are going to completely change my identity because that's going to be harder for you. You might wind up disappointed. I would pick maybe one or two major things that you want to see differently for yourself if you have a defined G-Center to switch that around. Like one or two major things where you can say, okay, I'm going to change this about myself or I want to be this type of person now. I would do that very slow. Now for my open G's or undefined G's, listen, the world is yours. You know, who are you leaving behind? Like, you know, you can literally be a new person. And I'm not saying that defined G's can't be a new person. It's just because of that fixed energy, the transition is going to be different. However, an open G this year might experience three or four different self-identities because that's just the possibilities that the undefined or open G has. And when it comes to the undefined and open G this year, having that universal year seven, the world is really your oyster. Who do you want to be? The bigger problem that you're going to have that the defined G is not going to have really is the reality part. Because, you know, just going back to defined G, because they're fixed, because they have a sense of self in their current reality, that's going to be a lot more sure for them. Their current reality is going to be the bee's knees is going to be where it's at because like this is really who I am right now. The undefined or open G is going to be a little bit confused when trying to manifest or trying to change their self-concept because your reality is going to be at a delay and not a big delay. And you know, so funny, <laughs> Jasmine, Kenna, who does subliminals, we were talking yesterday and she was like, well, it doesn't have to be a delay if you don't say it's a delay. But I think that for open G centers, it is a little bit of a delay when you're changing your self-concept because your reality is not fixed. You know in your hearts of hearts that things can literally be different. Your environment, how you feel about your environment, the way that you are can be different within hours or even the next day. So when you are changing your I- your identity and you're changing your self-concept, you do have to keep in mind that you're going to have to work just a little bit more in order for you to really stick to the new identity for longer, meaning that you have to be like 10 toes down in that new identity. Like, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it so that your reality can catch up. The defined G person doesn't really have that issue because their reality is their reality. That's who they are in that moment. 
whether they've been that way for 10 years, for, you know, five years, for a year, that's who they are in that moment. The undefined G, we're out here like, I mean, that's who I was yesterday, <laughs> you know? Um, so that's that's my advice to the open G and the defined G when it comes to changing your reality and your self-concept. The defined G is going to have to just take smaller steps, but it's going to change for them over time. The undefined G and the open G has to just be more diligent in that work, in the affirmations, in the acting as if, in the raising the vibration more because your reality is playing catch up with your mind. And that can be kind of confusing and discouraging, quite frankly, in the process. So just, you know, keep that in mind. All in all, you know, the the year is hopeful. You know, this is going to be a, a big year for us, for everyone, I think. I think with this Jupiter and Aries transit and then the Jupiter and Taurus transit, I think it's going to be good. Well, let me, it's going to be good for me. <laughs> I'm going to make it good for me. It's going to be amazing for me. I need uh, some amazingness. No, but I think those two transits are really going to be good. Saturn and Pisces is going to be interesting. We'll talk more about that when that happens. I don't even know what that's going to look like. I don't even know what that's going to feel like. And that's just because I have, you know, Pisces placements. I'm a sun, a Mars and Venus and Pisces. Like, what is that going to look like? What is that going to feel like? Because Saturn has been in Capricorn and Aquarius back and forth for so long. And those signs are where it's most comfortable at. So that structure, that foundation that we can't do A before B I read somewhere that I'm, when we think about Saturn and Capricorn and Saturn and Aquarius and where it was, you know, think about building a house and with Saturn and Capricorn, Saturn and Aquarius, you're building a house with the proper tools, with wood or brick or whatever. And now you're building a wall with the wall that you built gets drenched with water and now it's like bendable. It's like, oh my God. So that's just going to be really interesting. So We'll, we'll talk more about that. That happens around in March and it's going to be there for two and a half years. So, I mean, what I'm thinking right now and how I feel about it is that not that we're not going to have any structure with Saturn, but you're just going to have to continue to work. And this, here's what I mean by that. Saturn is a very, and you, if you listen to this process, it's very A, B, C, and D, you know, always all like that. You can't do this without that. So with it coming from planets that it loves being in, which are about structure, Capricorn is about structure, even though people might argue with and say Aquarius is not about structure. Aquarius is not necessarily about like necessarily Capricorn structure, but Aquarius likes to plan for the big picture, they might not be so much into details like Capricorn, but they like to plan for the end goal in mind. So when you have a planet like Saturn who is so comfortable, they're like, oh, okay, we got a plan. You're working. I will, I will reward you. You're working. I will reward you. That type of energy. That's what we've been experiencing in Saturn, wherever it's transiting in whatever house in your natal chart. You're working, I'm going to reward you because that's the system, that's the structure that it operates in in those two, those two zodiac signs in Capricorn and Aquarius. Now it's in Pisces. In Pisces, you know, it's just like we out here living our lives. And so not saying that Pisces is not structured 
or anything like that. I would just like to say that as a Pisces, sometimes I can get distracted. So I'll say distracted. So with Saturn being in a planet that is known for like veering off the road and getting distracted, Saturn's not going to like that. Saturn's going to be like, what are you out? What are you doing? Like you, we were focusing on this one thing. Now you're talking about this. Absolutely not. I'm going to shut this down and not in a bad way. It's just going to require you to continue to work. And then the rewards that you get, quite frankly, are in my opinion, this is how I feel based off of all of my Pisces placements and how I know Pisces to work, their rewards are going to be more of a, oh, wow, look, look at that. The wall is staying up. Interesting. It's just going to be more of like, well, well, we built the wall like four times. Now it's going to stay, it's staying up now. Okay. This is cute. All right. Let's, let's, let's do something else. Let's put the roof on. It's going to be that type of energy of we're going to be continuously working at something or towards something. And the reward is going to be more, I like to use a Pisces word, more aloof, more aloof, more subtle, more abstract. It's not going to be as clear cut as a Capricorn energy or an Aquarius energy. Oh, you do, you did X, Y, and Z. Here's your reward. Saturn and Pisces is going to say, yeah, you're doing your work, but I mean, you switched paint colors for a time. So I don't know if you want a blue house anymore. So why don't you continue to paint until you really figure it out? And then it's going to be like, okay, fine. You, you decided on dark blue walls instead of regular blue walls. I hope that makes sense. So the energy that we're going to be experiencing when Saturn is in Pisces is just going to be, a, be different, but I am more concerned, not just as a Pisces person but even for everyone with if you wherever Pisces at in your chart if you don't have Pisces placement or what house it rules for you how is that going to feel in your body because Pisces also is ruled by Neptune Neptune is also the ruler of the universal year seven so how how are our bodies going to feel because Saturn and if you want to think about this, Saturn and Capricorn, Saturn and Aquarius, I can assure you that everyone, even depending on where it was in your chart, where it was transiting and what house it was ruled by, in your body, you felt a little bit more solid. Meaning that even if you were sad, even if you were happy, you felt like maybe that you had, and I'll use this analogy, maybe you had a weighted blanket around you, Right? So even if you were going through a tough time, going through a breakup, going through depression, going through illness, there was probably like a cloak of a weighted blanket around you that you felt a little bit. So you felt like something might have been holding you, right? There's no weighted blanket. <laughs> There's no weighted blanket. It's like a top sheet. <laughs> Sorry. like It's going to be like a top sheet and... Like, you know how it is when you sleep with just the top sheet on. Some nights the top sheet is all on you and then you're quivering from the cold. Some nights a top sheet is like too hot and it's just all jumbled up. It's just unstable, but the top sheet is still there. So think about Saturn and Pisces. Yes, the perfect analogy. You're, you're going from 
having a weighted blanket around you in your structure to having a top sheet only. So take that how you want to take it. (laughs) I'm already over here like low key crying like, oh my gosh, what the hell is going to happen? But that's what we have for the next two and a half years. We're going from a weighted blanket to a top sheet only. And so, you know, using this analogy, of course, having a top sheet for the last two and a half, three years or that energy, you know, because we're talking about a weighted blanket throughout the whole year. So in the winter, of course, it's perfect. Yummy. But in the spring, it can be a little, oh, I got to weight a blanket on me. I feel like I can't move the way I want to move. I feel like things are taking too long. I feel weighted down. All of that. So it's going to be the same kind of seasonal thing with the Saturn and Pisces. So you're just rocking with the top sheet all year. Let's hope we don't have winter like we did, you know, in December where it was cold as hell in some parts of the country because you're just working with a top sheet. And that's not going to feel good. So that's what we have to expect. (laughs) Listen, we've all been through so much, so much. We can make it with a top sheet. Be Be grateful that at least you have a top sheet. I mean, that's really, that's all I got. (laughs) That's all I got. But welcome to 2023. Welcome to the new year. I am looking forward to hitting you all with podcasts. I'm not going to say my goal for this year, but when when I reach my goal, I'm going to make it a big deal. I'm going to make it a big deal because one thing that I talked about this, about my words for the year, because I'm not just picking one word, I'm picking five, but my word is wonderlust, which I'm like, I'm so excited about that word. Wonderlust, alignment, abundance, opulence, and connection. Like those are my five words. So I, everything that I do is going to be surrounding that. I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to embrace all of those words in such a big way this year. So I hope you picked your five words and I hope you're easing into the new year. But I'm so thankful that for those of you who listen, listen. I always say this is true. This is my third podcast that I've done a third time around and I like it here. I love it here. Actually, I love it here. I actually love it here. And I'm going to continue to, you know, just pour into the podcast and the podcast community and bring you all some really amazing guests this year, have some great conversations and all of that good stuff. So I want you all to have an amazing day filled with good vibes and great energy. And remember, don't let anybody fuck with you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Is My Aura On Straight. This podcast was edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.